I, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you have um, given us your Son and given us Christian education. Uh, and uh, I, I pray, Lord, that you would bless uh, this time, this discussion, and, um, and teach us by your Spirit. I pray that you would be with everybody who is uh, learning uh, in some form or fashion uh, today, this morning, uh, about you. Uh, at our church, and just pray, God, that your Spirit would take it and and uh, move us, move in us, to serve you, to do your will for your glory. I ask this in Jesus' name, uh, Amen. Amen. Hey, Mary, come on in. There's a sheet right on the counter there. No, that's that's fine. Um, so. I, th- I think we'll just stay like this instead of moving into a circle. But um, but please, uh, with this few people, I, I really hope that it'll be uh, a discussion. Now, several of you have been here in, w- in weeks past, and so you'll, uh, I hope, have a lot to contribute to this. Uh, the end of Christian education, the, the goal, the purpose of Christian education, and as I am really giving some thought to that and some doing some reading, um, some, what other people have said about it, um, searching Scripture uh, for that, uh, for just asking why do we do what we do um, to sort of govern uh, how we do what we do. And, um, and so four ends of Christian education, four goals um, that we've covered, uh, or we're covering the fourth today. First, uh, the glory of God. Second, the knowledge of God. Uh, the people of God is third, uh, like the community, the church. And today, the mission of God. Um, the glory of God, If we, uh, our first posture should be that, that everything we do, we do unto the glory of the Lord. And so when we come, we come um, not first for our satisfaction uh, to Bible study or to hear a sermon or, or whatever it is, but uh, for His satisfaction and um, that He would be pleased sort of in us. And, and we, we, that we begin with that outward posture. As we um, do things for His glory, we become uh, aware of who he is, we learn about him. We know, we begin to know him per, on a on a personal level, and as we walk with him through the years, uh, we we know God, and we know about uh, his will for us. And so, so that's the second end that that knowledge of God. Uh, as we um, learn about God, we we are really brought into fellowship with other people who are learning about God. That's the community of God, the people of God, uh, the church, and uh, the fellowship of of other believers. And, um, and I really uh, believe that there must be uh, an overlap with um, education and, and maybe not overlap, it's not the, not the right word, but a, a movement to uh, mission. That as we learn about God, we participate uh, with Him in what He is doing. Not that we um, do our part and He does His part, I, I don't mean it that way, but, but we sort of are allowed to get on board with what He is doing and what a grace that He would incorporate us and use us in his plan um, for uh, other people. Never to say that we graduate from one to the next, that we do things for the glory of God first, then for the knowledge of God, then we get in the church, and finally the really mature Christians are in, are in mission. And this is really for everybody. Um, and I do think it needs to be in that order, it's a sort of a natural progression, uh, but I don't think we graduate from one to the other. We continually build the foundation. We do things for the glory of God. We learn about God 
as our desire to give glory to God uh, grows, our knowledge of God grows about Him. We know Him personally. We learn more and more about His ways and His will for our lives. Um, May I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Uh, is glory in this context the same as to honor of? I think so. Yes, yes. Um, but if you have, if if there's a delineation there, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. But when yeah. you're a little kid and you hear glory, you think of some kind of rays coming out of somebody sitting there. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think to the, I think that's a good way to say it to the honor of God. Um, for I really for his for his purposes uh, rather than our own to pat him on the back in one sense rather than to pat ourselves on the back. Uh, you know, I went to Bible study this week, so. Um, but really, he's the one that gets the honor. That's a good way to say it. Um, but as members then of the church, we participate in the mission of the church, and there, and so there must be an overlap. Um, so what we'll do first is we'll take a look at um, some of the mission texts, the great uh, great commission texts uh, in the Bible. And certainly in this time period, we don't have time to go into all of them. But these are the, we'll look at three: uh, one from Matthew, one from Luke, and one from Acts. Of course, Acts was written by uh, Luke, uh, and then after we do that, we'll we'll just uh, see about ways that we might engage in in mission, um, and begin to think about that for ourselves. And, and I really, you know, as uh, I've been in this job almost three years, and I am, and I love what I do, but I really am just um, thinking. I just think of what our um, church does accomplish, and then what we could accomplish if if people really sought. God's will for what they might do in in their lives, and and I, that could be, and we'll see that it can be uh, locally, right, in their own house or their neighborhood or their in the Birmingham area or nationally or internationally. There's just really no end to what we could p- be participating in, and this is in no way to supersede what Deborah is doing and 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 that, but just to get all all of us thinking, uh, in, um, just about sensitivity to the Spirit and what He might be leading us to. So, um, in this small group, maybe we could have somebody read the the, um, the passages. So, just uh, um, so Matthew 28, would anybody be willing to read that? The, the, it's called the Great Commission, is sort of what the church has come to know this as. Now, the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. All right. So this, of course, is after uh, the resurrection. And uh, Jesus takes the eleven disciples uh, up uh, on top of a mountain. Um, all throughout Scripture, we see God meeting men on a mountain, um, Mount Sinai, a Mount of Transfiguration, um, the Mount of Olives, and, and so uh, here again, they takes them to the mountain, and uh, and this is and this is the very that's the end of Matthew. That's the last thing Matthew wants his his readers to get. Um, and there's, uh, I, I think this is an amazing thing. They see Jesus, and as they see Jesus, their natural reaction is to worship him. But some doubted. Isn't that a funny phrase that Matthew just throws in there? They worshipped him, but some doubt. I mean, they were with him. They resurrected Jesus. How could, I? I just think that's such an 
uh, a mystical sort of um, mysterious phrase, but some doubt. What did they doubt? I, I don't. I don't know. And Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's the resurrected Christ. Uh, having defeated death, I have the authority. I'm the king in heaven and on earth. He's sovereign. Be- and go therefore, that is because the authority, God the Father has given God the Son uh, all authority, therefore we disciples, not just the eleven, but those who would come after them, uh, is that's generally that is how it has been uh, received by the church throughout the the ages. Uh, that is not just for the eleven, but it is um, that ends ending with their death. But but it is for all Christians um, that we are the mission of the church. I mean, that was the church then, right? Those eleven people. Um, the mission of the church is to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that's the Trinity, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you. So, four imperative (coughs) verbs there. Go, make disciples, baptize, uh, and teach. Um, So the first thing that disciples are to do uh, in mission is to go. Um... To some go with the purpose of making disciples. That's you know, we came here for our family. We we went. We left Charleston. We came to Birmingham for the express purpose of serving in in this place. Um, so some and and Elizabeth Elliot went to to Nicaragua. Uh, the divers they went there to Nicaragua for that purpose. Um, but they. Um, so some go with the purpose of making disciples, baptizing, teaching. Others um, go just where they find themselves in their in their lives. They participate in the mission of, ch- of the church where they are. Um, so you can go. It doesn't mean you have to leave in order to go. You you go um, next door. You go you know to Fairfield or or North Birmingham or where, wherever you wherever or Nicaragua, but wherever it is that God has called you, um, that that's where you go. Um, and that and it varies, and so we'll talk about sort of how to know what is, what is God calling me to specifically. So go make disciples. Um, how do you make disciples? What do you think? You teach. Okay. Yeah, sort of the the uh, the Holy Spirit is is the one who. Who makes disciples? Really, I mean, and so go to to um, to make disciples is sort of sandwiched in there between going, and then the baptizing and teaching, and um, and you know I think for each one of us in, in this room and each person uh, in this church there is uh, there's a different story about how we were made a disciple, and um, uh, some belonged to the church before they believed, you know I mean they they. They came, they participated, and, and somewhere in there they they became a disciple. And some be, came to believe and and then decided to, to belong. And so so it doesn't happen the same way uh, for everybody. Joe, yeah, Nancy? Would that be mm-hmm. a, if you replace that comma after of all nations with the word by, I don't know if that, I don't know if 
that, that is the the means of making disciples of all nations is baptizing and teaching. And teaching. I don't know if that's scriptural at all. I just wonder if that's what they're saying that go therefore make disciples of all nations by doing these mm-hmm. things. Well, there it um it doesn't the the uh, grammatically the the two verbs don't depend on the making disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's. I think you can make a case for that, and I think people have made a case for that. Um, yeah. But we've got a lot of kids, or adults, frankly, that um, that have been baptized and yet are not disciples. Um, and and so it it all it all gets. And even in Acts, there's not a there's not a specific formula uh, for that. And so I think you know, for some it it works one way, and for some it works another, and some it works another. So. Seems like too. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like mm-hmm. there's a there's an element of calling too. I mean, in the way Jesus called his disciples, mm-hmm. that sort of complements the teaching part, but it's sort of separate from you know. Say so, yeah. Say more about that. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking about what he called uh, you know the fishermen. He didn't he didn't teach them a lesson first and then ask right. for a response. He just said, "Hey guys, come follow me." There was you know, something magnetic the, about the, the him. Spirit, yeah. Spirit, I guess, moved through that. Mm-hmm. But, it was, uh, but I, I just think that that idea of calling is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there must be answering that call. You know. There must be some sort of education, right? I mean, then, but there's some convincing that needs to happen, mm-hmm. but it's ultimately the Holy Spirit who does the convincing, mm-hmm. right? And so, I, I would say in this, the education is more caught than taught. You know, whether it's um, whether it's you know, I, I somebody. Uh, I'm in a point of, of crisis in my life, and my Christian neighbor brings a casserole and sits down with me with a cup of coffee and says, "Well, have you prayed about this?" Or, um, I mean, there's, uh, e- I mean, every every I would think that everybody's story in some way has a person attached to it. They didn't just check out a Bible out of the library and come to faith. You know, uh, I mean, that can happen, I think, but um, but there's someone. It was a parent, or it's a spouse, or it's a friend, or you know, like I said, somebody in, um, who intersected with him in a time of need. It's a group of friends that you sort of found yourself in. Um, and, and, and that there was something incarnational uh, in that relationship. Um, and probably prayerful on the other, on the other end as well. Um, so there's some, there, there is education there. There is teaching, but there is, but it's more, it's probably not a lesson like this. It's more caught and experienced yeah 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 I think so Um, interesting command because ultimately you you choose to become a disciple I mean no one can make you a disciple right right yeah the Holy Spirit I think will said I mean calls us there I don't make you a disciple you know Um, you you choose once he's chosen you, I, you know, I, I think, and yet, and yet somehow, in some mysterious way, he uses relationships in there as well. Mm-hmm. There's some obedience on the part of believers in going uh, that he preordains, and and I I don't I don't know how to articulate all that. I, Mark Genelette in, in the uh, lecture series in, in April said that God God has chosen to reveal Himself. Uh, to humanity using human language, which is essentially like a parent speaking to a child, you know, an infant, you know, just like, I mean, there's, 
you communicate you know there's communicating his greatness in in words that we can understand but 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 with words that can't contain him so i i don't know always how to articulate hey trey i don't know how to articulate um that all the time well ever really um and so there's some free will there's some choice that we make there's some way that we have come to understand that our choice was his choice you know uh, but but anyway, so I think so. We're to go. We are to make disciples, and 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 that's a mystery, and that's how that's done. Uh, we're to baptize. That's a sacramental function uh, of the church. It physically recognizes uh, the membership of faith into the Christian community, um, and, and yet, you know, it's it's generally the office of the ordained to baptize. But I don't know if you know this that you can you you are as a Christian you can baptize someone. Um, our prayer book says so. It's usually in times of, you know, if like you find somebody on the side of the road in a car wreck and they're about to die and you have a bottle of water, you know. I, um, but, uh, it, I mean, it's you know, sort of a crisis time. But, it's, I mean, it takes, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a Christian sacrament um, given by you. Um, you know, we baptize uh, babies, but we, we don't just baptize any baby. We baptize them into believing Christian homes. Now, it's not my place to say, you know, you have to be an eight on a scale of one to ten before I'm going to baptize your baby. You know, we, you know, we, we, uh, um, we, we educate parents and give them the tools they need, and it's up to them to, to say yes or no. And, and, you know, basically 99 out of 100 times they'll say yes, um, and, and we, we leave that with them. But what we understand is that we are baptizing them into believer, the homes of believers, and they will... Um, they are taking seriously their job to raise their children as Christians, um, and but that is all. That is the symbol. I mean, we see that um, uh, in Acts, in the very earliest, uh, you know, Christians. Paul um, is in Philippi, and the jailer comes in. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. And what happens? He takes him right away and is baptized. Or the the Ethiopian eunuch with Philip. He said, well, here's some water right here. Let's, let's take care of this right now. And Philip baptizes him. That is the uh, normative means of entering into the Christian family. Um, we baptize an infant. They are in the Christian family. I, I think in seminary I, I, was, um, I was hard and fast. You know, that, that doesn't mean they're saved. And, and I, I, even though I, I think that there is, a, there is an, um, an element of of faith that must be present, there is something I think bigger than what I understand now, and certainly understood then, that is happening there. It's a sacrament. It's a real presence of Christ, a means of grace to that to that child. Um, does that mean everybody who's had water poured on their head in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will be in heaven? I don't, I don't think it's quite magic like that, and yet there is a there is a sacramental, real nature to that, and so. Uh, one thing I'm sure of is when I doubt my faith, I can remember that I was baptized. I wouldn't. I don't remember it. I was a, I was a little bitty baby, um, but I was. I can. I can be sure that God's promise over me uh, is secure. People have had terrific arguments in history about when you ought to be baptized. That's correct. Particularly in Switzerland. Uh, that's right. Yeah, Geneva. They had. They had a lot, uh, and there still are inter- interdenominationally. Uh, you know, for like if you decided that you know you were uh, leaving the advent or maybe you had to move you know, your job took you somewhere and you went to another church and really just the church that you found that fit you best was a Baptist church and you wanted to join there's a very good chance that you would have to be baptized again in order to join that church um, now I don't agree with that 
But I've told people, listen, you've cho- you know, you've chosen this church, and that's part of the deal. You should just get baptized. You know, let the Lord sort that out. If you know, uh, or don't join the church. That's fine too. But but if don't argue with their, you know, that's just that's the community. That I wonder if that, to some degree, sometimes I mm-hmm. deal with these by saying that falls in a little bit into the category where Paul says, Paul is saying, I'm what I'm all things to all men in a way. I don't want to. I don't want to damage someone's faith by uh, what my actions. So if if I choose to worship with that community, and this is what they require, mm-hmm. and I know well, God doesn't. For me, it doesn't matter. Right. But it helps them, or helps an unbeliever, or helps someone in, in their faith. It's a it is an action showing my faith. That's right. Is in the Lord, and there's no harm in doing it again. You know, so I wouldn't. Yeah, no, that it wouldn't be a big issue in that right. regard. Right. And I would say if it's if it's although I fully believe that my infant baptism was fully valid. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, it was. But um, um, and I I guess my point is if it's a make or break deal, then find another church. You know, but um, but if if that's your church, then just do what they say. You know, that's that's kind of what I say about that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and and that uh, that that's fluid as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, finally, uh, so we, the, yeah, in this passage, we have go, make disciples, baptize, and then teach. And here's education, right? I mean, this is, this is, it directs us back to the first three ends, to the glory of God, to the knowledge of God. Uh, do it in the context of the church. Uh, we never leave those. We don't graduate from those things. It's, and what I always tell my staff, and, and it's, I've written about it in the, in the adventure as well, uh, the fuel for ministry, regardless of your vocation, uh, you're, you're in ministry, uh, and and the fuel for our ministry is our personal relation with Christ, and um, and so so that's so we always are going back, uh, learning and being educated. Now this is I think teaching people uh, who are new to the faith or uh, haven't yet come into the faith, but um, but that's a that's a something we never leave education. So uh, what are your thoughts on? Th- so this is the Great Commission. What what are your uh, thoughts on? I, I meant to ask you uh, even even before what you. How, when somebody says the word Christian mission or, or mission, what, how you understand mission. So what, so what, in this text, what do you, how does it strike you? How does it speak to you? I think Go ahead, Steve. It harkens back to me, mm-hmm. to Deuteronomy 10. Go and teach these, write these things on your children's hearts. Mm-hmm. Speak, it make to me, it, makes the Bible speak in one voice as what our mm-hmm. charge is as Christian parents. Or, mm-hmm. you know, in my former role as co-director of children's ministry, how important that is. Mm-hmm. That, that education. Not that I bring anything to the table, but it plants seeds that the Holy Spirit uses down the road. That's right. That's right. <coughs> well, when you say mission, it's kind of what you know, we each are individually called to do. It's different ones that all serve different ways. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think at one time I thought, okay, i got to go to Africa. No, that's not necessarily what it is, but it's serving as I'm called. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but this is, you know, what I, what I, how I would contend that this is our, as, member, as believers, as members of the church, this Great Commission applies to us. Uh, now I, I think what we'll say in just a minute is you know I agree with you that it, it doesn't apply to each of us in the same way, but by the Spirit's movement and choice over our lives that um, it applies to each of us. 
and, and it applies to us at, because we are members of, of Christ's one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Um, okay, so Luke, let's have somebody read Luke 24. Luke, yes, sir. Dick. About the last line in the top mm-hmm. paragraph. What's the difference between always and to the end of the age? Well, I think, I think um, he's by the Spirit. He's with us now. He's with us in mission. And, um, but when is the end of the age? I think when he, when he comes again. Yeah, but he'll still be with you then. Well, then he'll be with us too. Yeah, that's right. We'll, uh, but maybe maybe that's more said. Uh, we'll be with him. So yeah. Just an yeah. extra emphasis. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Luke twenty four. Somebody read that for us. Thanks, me. Then he said to them, "These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets." So we have the um, we have death and resurrection. Jesus is, again. This is this is his sort of great commission. Uh, Luke's great commission. This is after the resurrection. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He said to them, um, "It is written, the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from that we have death and resurrection. That repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in His name. Um, so in the name of the One who has died and risen again, uh, a call to repentance." Uh, and the proclamation of the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to all nations, which is not nation states, but that's a sort of um, eth- ethnicity. That's a um, ethnically all 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 persons, uh, and that you are witnesses to these things. Um, one one of the things that Luke uh, emphasizes, I think, in a different way than Matthew, which although I think he's getting to the same thing that uh, Mr. Shepherd was talking about. Uh, the promise of my Father, clothed with power from on high. That's that's His presence with us. Uh, that's the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus said He'd be with us. He's He is with us uh, in the person of the Holy Spirit, um, which He here calls. I love that. The promise of my Father. Um, so this this message of the death and resurrection, the call to repentance, the assurance uh, of forgiveness of sins. It's open to all people. Um, and believers, uh, that is, uh, those who have received uh, the message of death and resurrection, who have uh, received and answered the call to repentance and are clear about the assurance of the forgiveness of sins, the believers bear witness to these things, and the Holy Spirit is the one who makes it effectual. Um, and so it is. He is the one. Uh, I, I, I was talking with... Um, I, I was I spent the week at at uh, Camp McDowell this past week working with the camp and the staff there and and uh, Paige Garner who is um, the wife of our uh, one of our part time youth ministers Jay Garner she went with me and um, I was talking with her on the way home yesterday and we were talking about um, Elizabeth Elliot the sort of the the more famous Elizabeth Elliot who wrote um, books and spent some, lots of time as a missionary um, and. And she, I'm pretty sure it was her, uh, that she was um, 
in a deep, I mean, years into a translation project uh, for the people that she was ministering to, um, translating the Bible, and all of her work was stolen or destroyed in, in some way. And she, um, and she got up the next day and started over. And somebody said, "Oh my gosh, you know, you must, you must just be devastated. All your work is, 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 is gone." And and her response, I just, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was, it was her. But I know it means a true story of a, a missionary. Her response was, um, "No, the Lord may do what He wills with what I do for Him, but my work is unto the Lord." Uh, which is to say that we don't own what we do for Him. Uh, we, it is the Holy Spirit who, who grants. And so, however, you know, if she can, if she did that, that work, He can use that work however He wants. And it may be that the whole purpose of it was so I can tell you about it this morning and it just blows you away. I don't know, but the because um, because uh, I can see it in your faces. But um, the um, uh, it, it's the Holy Spirit uh, who gets to do what he wants to with what we offer. And there are some times where I think, man, I'm really ramping up. I'm, I'm gonna, this thing is going to be great. And it just falls flat. And there's some things that, I don't know, I blow my nose and the Lord uses that. And some, I mean, like, it's just, a, it's just, you just never know what the Holy Spirit is, is going to do. Um, what, any, anything to say about Luke's, this? Um, then you know Luke was also the author of Acts, and so let's, it's just a one one verse there for that pastor of Acts. This is another great commission text. So, I'll read it. Yes. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. What most people take this, and I I, don't, I agree, uh, is is that Jesus says you will be my witnesses. Uh, when the Holy Spirit has come again, it's the Holy Spirit who working in us, um, and we are witnesses to Christ first in Jerusalem, then in Judea and Samaria, and then to the end of there. So this is sort of local, domestic, international mission uh, of the church, um, and it is a good and proper thing uh, for the church to be deeply involved in all these levels of mission, uh, domestic mission, right in their local community. Uh, or local mission, domestic mission in their in their um, wider, you know, wider community uh, in their state, in their nation, and then uh, even to the ends of the earth. It is very good, very proper for the church to be involved in all those things. Uh, it is also good and proper that individual Christians be exposed to all levels of mission. Um, it is good for you to to go and and you know serve locally and, and be aware of uh, mission there, uh, to go into sort of broader and broader context, but it is not necessary for individual Christians to be deeply involved in all levels of mission. Uh, it is not necessary uh, for you to go and be, you know, go to Africa, which is, uh, or to go to Nicaragua for, for long-term missions, or, 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 or to be involved in the soup kitchen every, every week. It's, those things are not necessary in a legal and saving sense, um, but it is good and proper that, um, that we are, that every Christian is involved in mission on some level. On some level, that we are involved in uh, mission and outreach. So, don't you think that, yes. Don't you think that one level, 
at all on the point of it, just how you live your life or how you try to live it. I do. I do think that the, the way we bear witness um, is, is our first mission, just where we are, exact, yeah, exactly where we are. I, think, I do think that is true. And for some, that may be the very extent to what God has called us to. But we need to be sensitive to that. And we can't just say, well, I'm just not called to that and, and just live our life and hope that sort of <coughs> nebulously God, God uses that. I think we do prayerfully need to consider, well, if I'm, only, if I'm called to my block in my neighborhood or my children only, like how, how is God using me? Just being aware of, of how He does that. But I do think that's, you're absolutely right about that. So, so we've talked about just these sort of great commission texts. Um, and, and again, the understanding is that as we grow in um, our knowledge of God and our, invol- and our, our involvement in the church or our, take our, our place in the church, that we, are, um, we become aware as part of our education, as part of our discipleship as Christians, uh, that we are um, participating in the mission of God. Uh, there may be a season in your life where um, your mission is simply, your mission field is what's in diapers running around your house. That's that's a lot of times that's that's my mission right now. Um, um, you know, Amy says her no, people ask her to be involved in different things, um, and pe- she will say, "My first mission is to Joe, like that to support me so that I can come and, and do this." Um, and that is that's great. I mean, I, I don't have any theological argument with that. Um, there is a, a season. There may be a season which. Uh, your mission is primarily financial and not relational, where you're giving uh, financially, but you're not personally invested in, in other things because you have to provide for your family and you're working on in those other things. Um, but God has a call on each of our lives. And, and there's, I think there is um, virtually no... I don't think you can make an argument against that uh, using any biblical um, witness. Uh, I've heard it said before, and I, and I agree with it 100%. Our calling, uh, God, God's calling on our lives, is, is found at the intersection of our gifts and our passions. And so you, can, you, you can't say, well, I don't have a calling on my life because I know that God's not calling me to ordain ministry. You're, God bless you for that. I, I, don't, I, um, I think there's so many things that I can't do because I have in mission because I have a collar around my neck. That you can do, that you can have access to people that, uh, and and their lives, and a level of vulnerability in their lives because, you know, they're because of the church and and all that comes with with this. Um, we do, I think, so the intersection of our, our gifts uh, and our passions, um, but we also need to negotiate or navigate uh, where uh, whether we are to minister within our um, our domestic situation. Our, um, or whether our the situation we have built around ourselves is uh, hindering us from what God has called us to, um, and therefore it would need to be adjusted slightly. Uh, one example I've seen before: um, somebody said, you know, they really felt like they were being called to uh, to support a particular ministry, and they just couldn't find, they just didn't have the money. But God just wouldn't let it go. They looked at their, you know, they had this has a great big car payment. And um, and just the way they decided to support that ministry was to get rid of their car payment, which means they sold their car and used whatever principle to buy a much lesser, you know, not as nice car, but they had that freed up a ton of money in their cash flow 
to support that ministry. Adjust, he, this person adjusted their domestic situation in order to, so it wouldn't hinder the call that God had on his life. And, and that's great. It's not everybody's call. There's nothing wrong with having a nice car, making car payments. That's another discussion. Um, but, but our lifestyle should never get in the way of what God is, is calling us. Um, how do you discern uh, what God is calling you to? Um, first, uh, I'm going to give you five, five things. It's, it's, it, it's, pretty, um, uh, it's pretty basic, I think. The first thing uh, is to pray. Uh, well, let me just say what five, those five things are. Pray, discern, watch, learn, engage. There's not, I don't have a cool acronym to give you. I wish I did. Um, pray. pray the fir- our first prayer is for sensitivity to the Holy Spirit to direct our hearts to the mission of His choice for us. Um, and to make peace with that. But pray, you're praying that you would have a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Lord, show me what you have for me. And then ask others in your uh, in the church, in the community of God, um, to pray for you too. It's your small group, uh, your Sunday school class, it's your pastor. Um, ask others to to pray for you as you're um, just as you're seeking the Lord's uh, direction on that. And then um, and then discern. So pray and discern. Uh, take stock of what you enjoy, uh, what your what gives you energy what you perceive yourself to be good at, um, and then what your station in life naturally lends itself to, just really like what uh, you were saying. And then and part of that discernment should be asking others, again, asking um, your your friend, your Christian friends, your spouse, uh, what do you think I'm, I'm good at? What do you, uh, in what ways do you, have you experienced God's blessing in me or through me? Um, and then, so as you're praying for God to do that, and as you're really thinking about that, then just watch and see what God brings your way. You'll be amazed if you ask God, "What can I do for you, Lord?" What what you know shows up here. Somebody knocks the door. No, I'm not I'm sorry. I'm not going to get. Not, I don't support that ministry. Seriously, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? Um, you, you? It's amazing the things that just fly right right under our nose. So just watch. So pray and discern. Um, Pray in pray alone, pray in community, discern alone, discern in community, and watch what God brings your way. And then when He brings something your way, learn. Uh, continue to study the Bible. Continue to pray um, for your own Christian gr- growth and pray into your own Christian growth, but learn all you can uh, about uh, whatever it is that God seems to be bringing your way. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's international... Um, Water, there's like there's a have you ever I don't know if you heard there's several groups like Water Missions International that bring clean water uh, to groups and it's such a neat thing to be involved with and you can just learn all you if, if God's putting that on your heart learn all you can about water uh, clean water uh, acts um, or uh, or you just feel like God's calling you to a position of leadership well, learn all you can about the thing you're call, you're leading or uh, learn all you can about you're in you know you really feel like God's just calling you to to be a light. In your workplace, uh, which doesn't mean you're standing up, you know, up during lunch hour and evangelizing, waving your Bible at people, but you're just li- sort of leaning into people's lives. Learn all you can about them. Learn everything you can about whatever it is God seems to be bringing your way, and then uh, engage, engage in that mi- mission, and see how it goes. And just say this is going to be for a season. I'm going to try this out for six months. And don't say, don't feel like you know, don't feel like you are. If God's calling you to lead a small group or to 
um, teach Sunday school or to work at a soup kitchen, don't feel like you've, you're signing your life away. So I'm just going to take this in seasons. I'm going to just evaluate this. I'm going to see if this really is something that gives me life that I feel like God's using me in, challenging me. Um, and then go, you know, after you evaluate that, go deeper with it or move on. You know, find something else. Um, I don't think you need, we need to feel like we have to do the same thing forever. Uh, some people do that. And some people don't do that. And that's okay. What are your, what are your comments on, on that? So pray, discern, watch, learn, engage. Nancy. One thing that just came to mind as you were mm-hmm. <clears throat> wrapping that up is that sometimes you're in a place for a season that you don't enjoy, but mm-hmm. you know it's God's call in right. your life. So I would just say that, that you just you know that God puts you in that position and you have to be faithful yeah. in that to do what he's called you to do, even if it's really not fun. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> you know, that, no, yeah, that's definitely. Because it can, you can think, well, this, sure. this doesn't feel like what I feel like mm-hmm. my life should look like for the Lord, but this is where he's got me, and I know this all worked out mm-hmm. this way. So, yeah. you know, there's that too. It's not just feeling like all your gifts are being utilized. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's not a, uh, that's rarely a 20-year commitment. Right. Yeah, right. you know, no, like, it is yeah. just a season. Yeah, that, those, are, those are seasonal things. Just that things. cautionary but that, tale that it's not always sure. going to look no, like fun. Sure. No, I appreciate fun. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Well, some, sometimes you're called to do something, but it is for a season. It may be for five years. Mm-hmm. And then you're redirected to something else. Right. Right. But I think you, I think we do need to give ourselves the the freedom and the and the grace to you know try it out. We're committed for you know six months or a year, however whatever long the thing requires, without feeling like we just have to feel terrible you know, or we have to just endure for long 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 times if you know if we decide this is really isn't for us. So, um, you know, it may be. You know, I just listed some things out, uh, just a variety. Maybe that you find that you really have a heart or a talent. Uh, for ministering to the local poor, whether it's a feeding ministry or a vocational training or a mentoring ministry or the international clean water issues or for just leading small group uh, or uh, supporting a, a missionary uh, through prayer and finan- finances and writing letters of encouragement. Uh, you may um, find that you really just have a heart and a, and a talent for leadership. Um, uh, one one example of that I just feel like is a great one. Don Menendez is our stewardship chair, and he has a, he's a he's a really good leader, but he's also um, one who is thinking about how can we um, go how can we go through stewardship and with a, not just hey we need your money, but a more spirit really teaching the spiritual aspect of stewardship, and he feels really called to that, so he's going to be our stewardship chair for the next two years instead of just just one. So I, th- I like I just think that's a great example of saying. You know, I feel like God is calling me to leadership. I feel like He's given me talent for that, and so how can I use that? Um, it may be that you have a heart for helping a neighbor or a friend in crisis. I have one friend who just seems to collect people who are in major crisis in their lives. And um, and I just say, man, it's hard to be your friend. You know, I tell this, you know, it's just because... All your friends seem to be in crisis, um, but but she just and she she is, again. That's it's not particularly fun, and yet at the same time it is life giving. I mean, there's this sort of awful, wonderful energy that comes from just for her, you know, for sitting with these friends who are in crisis. Now, like Gil Cracky, he's a professional counselor. I could not do that. I thought at one time I thought I really could do that, and that was I could not do that. Um, 
and and yet he it gives him life in this sort of you know just that's because that's what he's made for. Um, uh, some people are, are called to a ministry of prayer, and that is that is. I mean, we tell I, Amy has a mentor, and, and and she has some some living into people and and mentoring and stuff. But but man, you tell that woman, you know, will you pray for this? And like three or four years later, she'll say, No, how's that thing going? Because it's on my list. This is. I mean, that thing, that are, I mean, it's hours every day. I mean, she's just amazing. Um, you may find you have a heart or talent for for medical missions if you're in a medical profession or, um, or. Or you know there may be some sort of you know you're an engineer and, and something happens or you know legal stuff or financial stuff I, whatever it is that you're good at you have a heart for um, you know all of these things are good and proper missions of Christ one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church and we don't have to do all of those things the church does but as a member of the church as as a, a body part of the church um, we need to be involved in something. Um, that God's called us to. And our education, our small group um, education, our personal Bible study, our coming to classes, our going listening to sermons, uh, that should fuel, uh, that, that those things should not be in in, in itself. If we are um, bringing in spiritual calories, we also need to be burning spiritual calories or we'll get spiritually fat. And, um, and I think that's a, uh, it may not be a very delicate way to say it, but I think it's it's uh, it's very important. Um, so um, it's it is natural. I guess the last thing to say about Christian education and mission that as we learn to love God, we learn to love the things that God loves. And if the height of the law is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, uh, and we are, He has fulfilled the law on our on our behalf. Um, but yet in his fulfilling of the law, we are brought up into the grace of that um, by loving God, that we will also be brought into loving our neighbor as ourself. And, um, and that uh, essentially is, is mission. So we've just got a couple of minutes, um, and I appreciate that. I just wonder what, what you have to say about that. Do you think I'm uh, on base, off base? Do you think um, needs a little more thought or... Um, what what are your impressions before we close up with prayer? I was struck by the, the last line in, in the Luke passage and the mm-hmm. first one in Acts. The, the word power mm. comes out. And, uh, I mean, the language of Jesus is weakness and meekness, and for him to say that, that this confers power on you mm-hmm. is uh, it's mm. a powerful thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's, that's something to think about for sure. Thank you. Um, Joe, I don't mean to try to come off like Paul Zoll here, but I, last weekend... I, there's I, there's worse things you can do. Last, yeah. last, last weekend I saw everything we've talked about here in a 72-year-old movie. All right. I, 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 watched, I watched Gary Cooper and Sergeant York. And if you had never seen it, I recommend you spend two hours and watch it. Because, wow! You, know, you you see Cooper go from going to commit murder, mm-hmm. and the Lord speaks to him in a lightning bolt, and nearly kills him. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of scenes later, he's got a small group of little kids around him doing a Bible study. Hmm. You know, and it goes from there. You really ought to watch it. Yeah. All right. Good. Thank you. Well, let's close with prayer. I gotta go to church. Um, but I do invite your feedback. Um, I've gotten a couple of emails, and I really value them so much. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for 
your call in our lives. I pray that we would each be sensitive uh, to your spirit and to, to your leading uh, us and that we would uh, pray and discern and watch and learn and, and engage and um, uh, not as a means to grace but as a fruit of the gra- your grace in our lives. Uh, let us um, go forth into the world rejoicing in the power uh, of the Spirit and just really enjoying uh, your work in us and through us. Uh, let us know your joy, your laughter, and your love, uh, and let us see uh, what you are doing around us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.